This is Imani of Modern Mystic Chronicles podcast, inspiring curiosity and magic through storytelling of modern mystic living. With our story for today's episode, written by Priyanka Vashi, titled The Hair That Left Me. When I was a young girl, I prayed for silky straight hair. My hair was neither curly nor wavy, thick nor thin, and constantly brushed to the point that I considered myself a poodle. At the slightest hint of moisture, my hair would curl up in protest, tangling itself into the tightest knot that took hours to unravel. I felt like my curly, wavy, frizzy hair was a curse sent to me by the gods for being Indian. As I got older, I learned to wrestle, strangle, and pet my hair into pin-straight needles that sat obediently. It is to look more sophisticated, I told myself, avoiding the hair that was gifted to me. As embarrassing as it sounds, my straightener was my best friend. It was Barbie Pink and the person I went to daily when I needed to feel worthy again. My hair routine changed a few years ago when I noticed small itchy patches of red on my chest. It was one or two spots at first. Nothing to worry about. Little did I know, they multiplied under my skin until I woke to them crawling down my legs, up my arms, over my neck, and into my scalp. Soft spots of inflamed velvet, fuzzy to the touch. They bloomed until I wore long sleeves and pants in June. You have stress-induced gutate pariasis, the dermatologist spit out, taking a large step away from me in disgust. You can't use heat on your hair anymore. I withdrew, aghast, itching a small patch near my ear until it bled. How could I be without straight hair? Who would I be with my desi hair? I left the hospital with a little baggie of medicated tubes and a renewed sense of grief that I was starting over. I bought the simplest tea tree oil shampoo and sensitive conditioner at the CVS near my apartment. Each step, a trudge toward the truth. I needed to learn how to deal with my curls and accept the culture I ignored. As if the universe read my thoughts, videos of women of color shaking their curls graced my Instagram for the next few days. I found a curly girl serum that promised frizz-free volume and waited patiently as it landed on my doorstep. Taking the box gently in my hands, I breathed a sigh of relief and sent a prayer to the gods for it to work. I could do this. I could feel beautiful with my natural hair. It took almost six painstaking months and three different products for my hair to blossom. Before my eyes, I witnessed my hair turn from a tangled nest into a vibrant mass of wavy, unruly curls. Washing my hair became a celebration of healing and anticipation for what shape the strands would take that week. Sometimes they were playful and springy, other times subdued with a tiny kink. I even began calling myself Priyanka, queen of the waves and curls. Every time I looked in the mirror, I shook my mane, gently caressing the gift I was given. My heart filled with a pride so deep it almost burst from my chest. I sent a thank you to the gods for my hair and affirmed to myself, your hair is your beauty. It is what makes you abundant. From that moment, I decided I wanted other brown women and children to feel as joyful about their hair as I did. So I started drawing. Women with flowing locks full of waves and curls filled my dreams. 
their hair blooming with delicate flowers as vibrant as the color of our skin. I finally felt like I found my purpose in spreading love. But something in my body changed as I drew each strand of hair on paper, because the ones on my head followed like magnets. While I found myself stepping into my authentic self, my beautiful abundant hair was leaving me, leaving my sanity slip through my fingers like strands in my drain. I held my hair willing it to stay. Heart thumping in my chest, showers became wakes, and washing days were funerals of what was. On the surface, my hair looked fine, a bit damaged at the ends, but still fluffy, wavy, and curly. However, when I wore it back, I could feel the strands pull and tug, trying to cover the exposed skin. They worked hard and eventually fell away with a casual brush of my fingers on my skull. When I looked up from my desk, a new hair, eyelash or eyebrow, withered to the floor. I woke with strands knitted in a delicate blanket on my pillow and weaved into the yarn of my sweaters, taking up space on every surface I owned. A few months passed with my hands shaking as I pushed down each thought about my hair. Don't think about it or you'll manifest it, I repeated as a mantra. Then it became, you lost your beauty. As I watched my reflection become someone undone. One night, I woke with a feeling of fire ants on my scalp, tiny bites and stings where the hair once was. I scratched fiercely, catching clumps of blood, fragments of hair, and dandruff under my fingernails. I can't take this anymore, I thought, deciding I needed to know what was wrong with me and finally tell someone about my struggle. I found my mom the next morning and plopped myself in a chair. Handing her a comb, I waited in anticipation as she fished through the strands, looking for disease and bugs. There's nothing wrong with you, she said, and I felt the threads of hope in my chest break with the knowledge that what I had was unknown. With my mom near me for strength, I let the tears flow. She looked at me, knowing in her eyes, as her hair had left her the years before. She led me downstairs into the kitchen where I watched her scoop coconut oil from a giant tub and put it in the microwave. As she dipped her fingers in the warmed oil and began massaging my scalp in gentle circles, I was transported to my childhood. I smelled the lazy Sunday afternoons when she would patiently brush the tangles from my hair and smooth over a plate with coconut oil to keep it healthy. The memories sat bittersweet on my tongue as she started speaking again. Your Ajaba, my mother, was diagnosed with breast cancer at the age of 43. She went through chemotherapy and kept her hair during the entire process. Each week, she would oil massage and plait her hair so it would stay healthy. Then she prayed and spoke mantras, asking the gods to heal her body. Her faith saved her and helped her live a healthy life, she continued. While I was saying my prayers, I got the answer that you needed to start soaking your hair with coconut oil again. I think it was my mom sending us love. Never forget to have faith that your hair will grow back because we have our ancestors helping us from above. I felt the coconut oil sink into my mind like a soothing balm. It will grow back, I repeated. The new seed taking root in my thoughts with a deep knowing that I was being watched over. I played my Ajaba's favorite protection mantra, my mala wrapped around my wrist, and just like that, I felt my energy transform. Even though my hair continues to fall, 
I am grateful for this journey as it has connected me to my faith, my cultural practices, my ancestors, and the women who shaped me. Oiling my hair has become a weekly self-care ritual with my mom and niece, where we tell her stories of the beauty, power, and privilege of having Indian hair. I have faith that my hair will eventually grow back, but through the process, I am learning to listen to spirit for signs. I also think the hair that left me as it is shaping me as a healer to understand that sometimes we have to let go of control. Priyanka is an oracle, children's book author, and illustrator with a passion for helping people be their most authentic selves. She started her company, Gulabi Magic LLC, as a way to empower and uplift women and children of color through psychic readings and fine art prints that celebrate the divine feminine and brown skin. When she's not drawing and reading tarot cards, she loves baking and spending time with her familiar, Lakshmi. For today's story, I pulled the Knight of Wands, which feels so fitting for the story because it is indicative of the fact that the journey is not over for Priyanka. It has merely just begun. The challenging journey that Priyanka is facing in this story is one of identity and this tumultuous process that has led her closer to her culture, ancestors, and herself. It's the Knight of Wands promise of pursuit that fills the story with energy, passion, and inspired movement to keep pushing forward, to see more of what shall be revealed. Big love, I'm on it.